You can kick your fancy ales, you can take them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to The Green Dragon, your podcast about the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit strategy battle game by Games Workshop. Now, for those of you who have been following at home, two of our hosts are engaged in a deep and meaningful painting challenge. We have assembled a team at three score of our most trusted stewards to bring them into this here accorded neutral territory to discuss how the competition has proceeded so far. With me, we have Travis. Hello, everyone. And Jeremy. Also, hello to everyone. Remember to stay on your own side at the table, or you'll be removed from the recording premises. Okay. This feels like an interrogation. What our listeners wish to ask is why. At the start of the year, I was a bit bored coming out of New Year, so I was doing a lot of painting. I had managed to knock off a Gundabad Black Shield Command, so the drum and four of its commanders. And I thought, you know what, I reckon I can get the rest of the Black Shields done. So I started painting them, and then sort of the 2nd or 3rd of January, I got them finished as well and realized, holy crap, I had just painted 18 models in sort of three days. So I threw out the call to Jeremy and I sort of made a laughable post on our uh, Australian Facebook page. I reckon I can get more models than Jeremy painted this year. You know, feeling all bravado with myself. In fact, I've just painted 18 models. And I was, of course, born without a sense of humor. So I immediately took that as a challenge and said, right, I am going to deny you this achievement because it's my aim that you never achieve anything in your life. So I thought... I will paint more models than Travis. So my New Year's resolution suddenly became a heated battle of the paintbrush. And my New Year's resolution was to destroy Travis's soul. So that's the why and the weather falls, but how's it going so far? What's the score? Well, I'm up to 50 models. He certainly is, and I'm on to 48 models. So it's still close. It's still pretty close at the moment. We had our first lead change earlier. I'd been leading for pretty much most of January up until about the 19th, where Jeremy finally managed to knock off a handful of dwarves just to put him in the lead ahead of me by one model. And I went, nope, can't have none of this, and finished off the last of my can't, some more of my can't to get myself back over the head again by one model. I only need to stay within a painting session and I can demoralize him at the end and say, oh, by the way, here's a hundred models that I three quarters finished. See, I'm banking at the end of the year that uh, Jeremy's not going to have the time to be able to knock off a hundred goblins. So the question becomes, do you have a plan? Are you approaching this systematically? Are you, like, do you have the models laid out on the table in order for the next three years or is there a plan? I was ambushed. I did not know about this until Travis got to about 25 models and said, oh, by the way, I'm taking you on. So I had to rush and paint a bunch there. No, I'm not changing what I'm going to paint. I'm still painting the stuff that I want to paint. I'm at the moment painting for scenarios. There's so much stuff that came out with the new Battle of Five Armies book. I really wanted to finish off my last scenarios from the Desolation of Smaug, which was the Dimmeraldale ones. So just recently I finished off the Dimmeraldale scenarios and now i'm moving on to the battle of five armies so fire and water and the raven hill scenario that's my aim for next and then after that who knows i'll probably be filling up the gaps in my my range and those are some large scenarios so this is the time to have a painting challenge when you've it's got actually a lot of really them. helped it got my gundabeds done and they've sat there looking at me for half a year 
Yeah, for me, I sort of, I've been going through my collection and sort of organizing a bit more and realizing I have like one or two models from certain uh, factions that needed painted that I, I find I use quite a bit. And my Black Shields was one as well. I loved using those models, but they always sat unpainted on the table and I went, no, nah, this year I am not going to play a game with a single unpainted model. And so far I've held that true. And I knocked off the Black Shields and then went and looked in the rest of the Goblin case and I noticed I still had an Ashrak, a Gobrog, a Captain that I had randomly lying around, a Goblin Drum as well. So I knocked off those and then sort of realized I had a whole bunch of other holes in my collection. So I went through Minas Tirith, picked out the Bolt Thrower I needed to get painted, picked out Glorfindel from my Elf Army, which needed to get painted, and just a whole bunch of bits and bobs that just needed to fill in sort of the last of the models of that sort of army list. Very convenient that you started with the goblins and this is the time you decided to challenge knowing full well that my goblin army is pretty well done. I've got over 100 goblins there. My hobbit army's done. I've got over 60 hobbits. All my sort of spam infantry ones and Lord of the Rings range are done whereas you still got them on the painting table. Hey, I'm pretty confident and pretty sure that you still have a goblin town army sitting in your drawer. I have painted the the 50, whatever it is, goblins needed for the scenarios, and I've got probably just over double that if I ever feel like playing, you know, a 1,000, 1,500-point pure Goblin Town army. So, yes, if worse comes to worse, I'll be going back to Goblin Town and paint some mutants. At this point, I have to raise a concern. Several of my agents have come to me and have vouchsafed a sort of feeling that you, you appear to be painting rather short models, Travis. You've got goblins and, you know, other sort of vertically challenged creatures. Whereas, Jeremy, I believe you mentioned the desolation of Smaug. Smaug being the key word in there. Well, I still haven't got my Smaug model, but yes, that will be painted this year. So, from a marshalling point of view... Is there a scaling factor or ratio? How many goblins per Smaug? Well, first of all, I would like to deny those claims that I am only painting small models. I have recently taken up the mammoth task of painting up a Khandish army. And those Khans are not small models. They have banners going every other which way. They have chariots. They have a lot of cavalry. And I'm still managing to keep pace. To be fair, I think Travis started off small and then got enough momentum and enough sort of his body relearned how to paint again after all these years of doing absolutely nothing that he has got the skills now to be able to paint the bigger models and not give up. I actually agree with that. I've noticed in the past couple of weeks, I've been painting faster. The muscle memory's coming down. I'm not having to constantly go back and fix up mistakes. I'm not making any mistakes to begin with now and... Yeah, I can knock off Kandish, like six Kandish warriors in a five-hour session, which is pretty good. That's very good time. Yeah, if you get, get infantry under an hour model, I think you're definitely in form there. But to answer your question, David, there's got to be some sort of scale. Like if I'm painting a Smaug and Travis is painting a Goblin, surely, surely, surely my Smaug is worth more than that. In the words of our favorite dwarf, it still only counts no, as one. No, no. Yes. No, surely not. Okay, so what if I painted my 10 mil scale Smaug, the, the Battle of Five Armies one that I've got in the cupboard? That worth, that's worth the same as the, the full-size Smaug. Yep, still only counts as one. What about the Gorgoth Beast? Still only counts as one. It's and one model. How, it's in its rules, Avenger for crying Voltron. out loud. Mm, this is where it gets tricky with siege models. Still only counts as one. I have painted one of those recently. Still only counts as one. Well, yeah, the Bolt Thrower counts as one. The crew is separate. But you have to buy them together. You can't have one without the other. So therefore, it counts as one. How, but how does it count as one? It's three separate models. The Gorgoth Beast is not. 
Okay, what about a Mumak? Well, the Mumak would count as one, but the crew would be separate. Is the commander a separate model to the Mumak? Well, yeah, it's on a separate model. It can survive if the Mumak is removed. Albeit a very slim chance. Yeah, but my Azog can survive if the White Wag's removed. But that's a cavalry model. It's a fused model. What if he magnetized it? What about the Golden King? The Golden King is all one piece. But two bases. All in two separate bases. parts, but it's, it's, on, it's one piece. And it's clearly three guys. No, no. The rule stand it only counts as one. Only counts as one. Still so, only counts as one. So when you pull out your Kandish chariots, you're going to count them as one. Correct. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, I'm going for this. Still only counts as one then. Next question. Terrain. On a base, off a base, or just not counted at all? Because models are nice, but you're going to need terrain at some stage. The problem with terrain, I can see, is that the, our main terrain making time is just before Masters, and that's when I call in and say, okay, family, get out of the house for a couple of days. All mates, get in here and start painting stuff. Yeah. So, even when if like even if Jeremy did, like we start making terrain, I'm probably going to be here helping Jeremy make the terrain anyway. Uh, and so. Travis is going to like paint like one color on it and then claim it as his. Yep. So I think terrain maybe will be removed for this competition because I think it's it's too hard to keep track of there, and I don't want to discourage that teamwork because if we're putting a board together, we need all hands on deck. Yeah, we don't it. want it to turn into. The painting and terrain challenge of the year. No, I think next year might be terrain challenge then. <laughs> okay, so that's polished off the rules. You've already said that you're gaining new skills, you're relearning valuable techniques when it comes to the lost art of painting. What else would you say you've gained from this experience, shall we say? I'll let uh, Jeremy field this one first because I've actually got to think about what I have actually learned. Aside from relearning skills... The main thing I'm getting from this is that it gives me, once again, the motivation to finish models and finish the stuff I'm working on. I have a lot of assembled models. Assembling takes me almost as long as painting the models because I do a lot of cleanup. I assemble, I fill the bases, I do a bit of sculpting. I've got a lot of assembled, undercoated, maybe even the first base coat of my models and they're sitting in the cupboards doing nothing. So this is going to mean when I next choose something to do after I finish the scenarios I'm working on, I might go in there and grab my Mahood, which are sitting there half-painted, or my Dunland or something like that, and really have a go at it. Maybe my Galadrim Knights, and the ones that are all assembled, ready to go, but I've put the white on the horses and a wash and then nothing else. So what I gain is finished models, but I also gain the incentive to actually finish models. Because if it only counts as one, none of this work in progress rubbish. I can't half finish a troll or paint an arm or a tongue. I've got to paint the whole model and get it done. And I actually think it's got to be based models as well. Because I think someone at the table, which I'm going to name as Travis, has been counting models that are not finished because they are not based, therefore do not count ever. All right. I'll, I'll agree with Jeremy on this one. I'm in this rather awkward position where I'm in between houses at the moment and unfortunately in my, let's call it travels, I have lost my bits box, a lot of my paints and I don't have any basing materials anymore. I have, have remedied the solution and I now have some new basing materials and stuff. Bring some Ziploc bags, go through my case, I've got thousands of basing oh, materials. Oh, I have actually, as a matter of fact, I have right here a Ziploc bag oh. to, uh, <laughs> to get some basing stuff off of you, that cool. wasn't totally planned at all. <laughs> Good, because I don't want you to do any more brown lands, because I am sick of that theme. Except for the goblins, which is actually their basing style. So you're basing your goblins and brown lands theme? Yeah, there's not much on there. There's some rocks and stuff. It's like, you know how people paint the Oscillate basis and they just... It's just grey, brown, grey, 
rocky. Yeah, yeah I think like it's that. important to put some effort into the base. It doesn't seem finished. I one of my pet peeves is people saying, "I finished this model." No, you didn't finish the model if it's not finished. You are working on the model. I finished the model except for the part that I haven't finished. <laughs> no, agreed. I have gone through and started rebased everything that I have done. Yep. So. so basically, the main thing of this, and we're talking tough at the moment, but we are friends. We do play together a lot. We will probably suggest to each other what we should paint, and it keeps that motivation up. It means that we know probably through this year we're going to paint a consistent rate. We started off really fast. I'm at 48. Travis is at 50 or 51 or whatever he wants to count his trebuchet is or bolt thrower. I think I miscounted. I think the bolt thrower. Anyway, it doesn't that matter. That wouldn't surprise me. It's at 50 me. at the moment. It's staying yep. at 50 whether I miscounted or not. But we're going to keep ourselves going. We both get back to work very soon, so that means that the painting will slow down a bit, but at least it'll be consistent. And we can probably say to each other, this is how much we got done every month. I'm impressed that Travis has kept up this far because this is way faster than you've normally painted. For me, it's probably on par with what I normally paint. I remember, Jeremy, you said last year you got 500 models done. About I got, I've got just over 1,000 done the last two years, so yes. Yeah, so my goal for this year, aside from just flat out beating Jeremy and getting more models painted this year, is uh, actually trying to reach that goal of 500 models because I think if I hit 500 models, that is going to be at least six to eight of my, my major armies that are sitting there half painted or half done Completely done, completely finished. And, it's a and really, that's my goal. A really good feeling to finish that. Like I've gone through and said, right, look at the Hobbit list. Every single option, every single model that I own painted. I had two sets of farmer maggots. Right, I'm painting two sets of farmer maggots because I might decide to do a funny scenario with two different farmers. And I converted the second one so it looked different. But I thought, I'm not making any excuses. I'll paint those. And I've been doing that for a while. And it's really good to just know that list is now done. Something which my marshals have made known to me is quite impressive that you've kept the standard of the painting high while still going for speed you mm. haven't sacrificed the detail on the banners for instance yeah that's one thing even with my kind i'm actually trying to push my abilities as a painter with my kind at the moment especially with the freehand because those banners it's such a waste to such good surface area so yeah i've been trying to push my painting as well to the point where i've been uh bugging jeremy to the point of insanity I'm like what can i do to improve what can i do to improve because i won't be afraid to admit it jeremy you are the better painter here at the table uh, by far but that's that's <laughs> you're closing the gap and you're closing it pretty fast so i think i think by the end of it you're going to could be pretty much on me because mine my standard's going to stay relatively consistent like there's there's a time factor there as well where i've can already put a certain amount of time into each model. I've got the stand that I that I quite like. Sometimes I'll put a bit of extra effort in if I want to go some really complicated freehand. But most of the time, there's only so much I can do to a model. They're only small models. So I, I've kept my standard consistent probably through the last few years. I don't plan to change that. I don't plan to, to change the speed that I'm doing there. I'm pretty happy with it at the moment. If I can find some shortcuts, I'll use them. But I I think I'm already a pretty quick painter compared to to most people, so I'm not too fussed about that. What's impressive is Travis's. If we if he said this at the start of the year, I wouldn't have believed him, because fifty models in the first month. Well, we were twenty one days. We're at the twenty first of January at the moment. Yep, that's a really really solid rate, and we're not going to keep that up. But that's a really good number. It means that that's that's an army or a scenario done already. Mm. Okay, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. I'll let you to return to your paintbrushes, but first, there is one last question. Have you been enjoying yourselves? And would you recommend this to anybody else? Which is two questions, but you shall answer them as one.
right on our Green Dragon Facebook page, we're going to post our month progress each month. We're going to post yep. up what we do. We'll take a photo of all the models because some people haven't seen our models. We're going to put it up there, take a photo of it, and hopefully I want people to reply with their own photos. I don't want the comments saying, oh, you guys are great. We know we're great. Well, some of us at least. But what <laughs> I want for that post is people to put up. If you've painted one model, put it up. If you've painted seven, put it up. If you've painted 322, put it up and show us your completed models. Completed. Must be finished. Fully based, based fully primed. Fully painted. Everything. Only counts as one. Maybe you can keep up with us. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can race ahead of us and put us to shame. That's all good to see. There's going to be no prize for this because the prize is that you get some new models to keep and play with and they look really good. And the fame and glory. Let's not forget oh. the fame and glory. <laughs> and I don't glory. have enough marshals to keep track of everybody. Like, I'm good, but... Yeah, on that as well, Joe, I have been thoroughly enjoying painting at the moment. I've actually found myself in the past sort of two months since sort of the Christmas break started to, to come in around the start of December, really finding a disinterest in actual gaming, like picking up the dice and throwing them down. And I sort of went, what else can I do? I'm sort of stuck in this hobby. Oh, no, I'll try some painting. And then I started to get more enjoyment out of the painting. And then I painted 50 models. And now I prefer to go to a games workshop and sit down and paint for five hours and throw down and play a game. Yeah, I've been doing that for actually many years, but um, I think we're going to reverse roles now. So I'm going to go in there and win every <laughs> single tournament that I get in and demoralize all my opponents and walk into the the tournament. First thing I'll do is eye someone off and say, hey, you, I disagree with everything you believe in. Let's fight. And so I'll go full Travis mode and you can go Jeremy mode where it's like, yeah. I don't really want to play, although you do something very different to me where you paint at the Games Workshop store. I would never do that. Yeah, this it's it's been interesting for me painting at Games Workshops. I normally don't. I normally actually been painting at your place, Jeremy, quite a bit. But um, a couple of days a week, there are particularly quiet days and I've actually gotten to a point where I have a pretty good rapport with a couple of the managers at uh, Games Workshop Melbourne and Games Workshop Cheltenham in Victoria in particular. And, you know, I'll go in there on a Wednesday or a Thursday and, you know, just sit down with them and, you know, paint for a solid five to six hours. Only problem being is it's school holidays now. It's after Christmas and all the little kids are back. So my nice, quiet little games workshop on a Wednesday, Thursday is no longer quiet. Yeah, they might actually do some business, which would be very uh, good news, I'll say, for the games workshop because they often do. Although I think they do probably more babysitting than actual business. But that's by the by there. I wanted to go through and just show off what models I've been painting, first of all, because I know you mentioned yours, but I don't think I've mentioned mine. I, I started this year with the Lake Town models, so the Lake Town um, Guard. So yep. I painted those. I've got quite a few of those. And once I saw the, the Battle of Five Armies book, I knew that I wanted to get at least 36 done. So I'm halfway through that now. So I've got about 10 done this year. I've got about 18 or so Gundabads. I don't know the exact numbers there, but also some captains there, which finished off all my Gundabad orcs. I don't actually have any Gundabad orcs that I own that are unpainted. I've got enough for all the scenarios. Three captains, 36 warriors. Just on that as well with the Gundabad orcs, I've noticed once you got those 36 Gundabad orcs up onto the Facebook page and their unique poses, I don't know, I saw just a massive influx in Gundabad orcs and games from people being played. Everyone just sort of got inspired by that. And I know a lot of members of our community have suddenly gone, I want to paint Gundabad orcs and I want to play with Gundabad orcs. So it's really interesting to see people are sort of gravitating to that a bit. That happens with any model, so really, because I, I've got the theory it goes for the stage of, first thing we do is we see the leaked blurry photo and the response is, this is the worst model I've ever seen. This is Mouth of Sauron standard. This is 
Alrond and Alro here standard. This is Rumel standard. This is the worst model that they've ever been. The pose is ridiculous and terrible. Then we get the, the slightly clearer ones with the, the paint job that looks slightly better. And we go, yeah, it's a bit better than it was when it was blurry on the worst model ever. So it's not quite the Mouth of Sauron or Alrond and Alro here standard. It's a bit better than that. Then people start painting it up. People start getting the model, they start painting it up. They post pictures of it assembled and they say, it's really good quality, it's really good. It's one of my favorite models. Then they paint it and other people start saying, wow, that's a really good model. I'm actually going to buy that. I think that looks really good. And we're seeing it a bit with Lake Town Militia at the moment. I haven't painted any of those, but they've been turning up on the Facebook page and mm. with our community and look really good. And I'm pretty sure the Mirkwood Elves are going to show up soon. There's been a few people putting those up. I think we've already up. had our Mirkwood Elf influx. There's yeah, so many Mirkwood Elven Palace Guard. Like Lots when, of Tharanduils. When uh, yeah, Desolation of Smile popped up, and now we're seeing sort of the Tharanduils and Legolas being added to those already existing armies. But we do, we feed off each other's models, and they sort of go in these cycles where, like last year, there was a big influx of Numenor armies where lots of people yeah, wanted to play Numenor. Yeah, and it doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just a bunch of people pick it up at the same time, they paint it, do a good job of it, and then everyone else says, this looks really good, I want to get involved. So get involved in our painting challenge if you can, if you've got the guts, if you dare, even if you're only going to paint one model in the month. That's good. It's an extra model you've got, and you've got that forever. What other models did you get done this month, Jeremy? Just quickly rifle them I've off. started the, the Ravenhill scenario, so I've got some... I've got Philly, Thor, and Bilbo, a couple Bolgs, um, the Azog, the new pose of Azog, and then I finished my Dimeril Dale scenarios, and this was... We'll talk about the scenario soon in the scenario spotlight. But basically, I worked out using the points list how much I will need. Basically, I needed four warbands of dwarfs led by either a dwarf captain, an arable captain, or a uh, Grimhammer mm. captain. So I painted another two captains there, one normal one, one Grimhammer one. I took the models and converted them, chopped them in half, and then made new ones. And then I painted half a dozen uh, Grimhammers, one with a banner, and then half a dozen... Grimhammer's converted to be arable warriors with shield and spear, so I chopped up two kits and made them into one kit, therefore profit. Efficiency. That was a fairly solid answer to the one last question, so I'll pose another one for you. <laughs> True green dragon tradition, I like this. We are now looking at the following 11 months of the year, which will bring us towards the end of this painting challenge. In the final closing 11 months, where do you see your painting taking you? What models have you got lined up? Well, for, for the next couple of months, probably just my Khan and knocking off the Eastern Realm, sorry, the Eastern Kingdoms uh, contingent. That's my goal at the moment, to knock off every option in that. In that, in terms of coming into the sort of towards the end of the year, my dream would be to get a lot of my unfinished stuff finished, like completely finished, because I recently finished every model and option in the Dolamroth book. Uh, for the Fightons list. So I'd like to do that for every list for the original five source books. That's my goal. Yep. And mine is, I like to think of it in terms of scenarios. Right now I need to finish off the fire and water scenario. So the Lake Town Guard, Bard, the Windlands, Smaug. Smaug I'll probably do over a very long time because I think that model could definitely kill my momentum if I spend too much time just doing that model. So I'll probably break it up. And down um, that path, madness lies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ravenhill, I've got a few more characters to go. I've got my converted Radagast on Eagle that I actually I want to get done before the new one is released. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy the new one, but I've got almost every other model in the range, so I probably will. But I thought you did have every other model in the range. Uh, one one Hishar, and I don't have the one that's... Um, is that the one with the two... One. Uh, 
knives like out wide. It's the one that looks like the converted Hasharan from Battle Games. Yes. If that means yep. much to you. It's not the original one with the one curved dagger holding up. It was one that doesn't have as big a cloak. It came out with the Harrod book, I think, the second Harrod book. I thought the... it was a War of the Ring uh, release. It might have been, might but have it's, been, it's, it's one I just haven't got my hands on it yet. So if anyone knows one, let me know. Uh, but I don't think you'll see one. I think it's it's rare enough that it's not coming up. But um, yeah, feel free to mail the Green Dragon podcast if you see one. I'll be very interested in that. Yeah, so I'll probably get all the models. But for painting, I want to do the scenarios from the Battle of the Five Armies book. I've got all the scenarios done from the Hobbit and Desolation of Smaug books. So getting those three done, hopefully we'll get another book at some point. And if we do, I will definitely do the scenarios from that book. And I also want to finish off a few books that I don't have them done. I haven't finished my fiefdoms. I've only got the infantry done for the fiefdoms. So that's that's up there on the list. I want to do the original scenario from the Fellowship book, the very, very first one with the 240 Orcs. I want to do oh, that full last alliance. 240 Orcs. Yep. 240 yep. Orcs, possibly all metal. We possibly have just We're aiming for all metal. Isn't yep. that the goal? Because yes. I know I've got, what, 50, 60 of them, and you've got somewhere between 120. We've got enough. So we just need to paint them, and that's going to yeah. be it. So don't be surprised to see some metal Orcs popping up. I would like to fill some of the holes in the ranges I haven't done. So some of the Galadrim, the pikemen and the cavalry I haven't done. Rivendell Knights is one of the Hobbit armies I haven't actually done yet. I've assembled them all and haven't had the guts to paint them because they're cavalry models. And also, like Travis, I've got some Khan that I need to finish off and some Easterlings to play through the Shadow in the East. But that's pretty much enough for me for the year, I think. And then I will go out of women, paint some other stuff when I get bored. But it should be, should be a fun full year, I think. Be interested to see if we can keep it up, keep that sort of uh, 50 models a month to try and hit that golden target of 500. What I'm going to be more impressive is which which lasts longer, the Green Dragon podcast or our painting challenge. Which which? <laughs> There's no reason you have to end at the end of 2015. We could like roll this over, just keep going. Uh, let's try and get to the end of July first before we start looking at. Let's the get end the end of, the of this week first. <laughs> what we need is a sticker chart. Put it on one wall. <laughs> Every time you paint a model, you it's get the sticker. It's great school all over again. I know. So David can get out his VCR and hang a sticker chart <laughs> on the wall. And, yep, we know your, your use of technology. Maybe we can use a spreadsheet or keep track of it some other way. But, yes, yeah, sticker chart. <laughs> I was going to suggest we could get some chisels and carve it in stone. But either way. I, I'm glad that you've moved on from that because those chisels <laughs> dull very quickly. Not to mention the price of mortar these days. It's just not what it used to be. Anyway, thank you all for your time. I think I believe our listeners have heard enough. So, till next time, traps win games if you're the one who's trapping the opponent. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.